You are now listening to Cult Cinema Catacombs. These films exist. Folks, welcome to Cult Cinema Catacombs. Uh, this is September, and this month for September, we decided to do something I'm surprised we haven't done yet, which is black exploitation. Well, um, with all due respect, like I'm kind of shocked that we are. No, I'm not. I'm not going to say I'm shocked that we're doing it, but it's a little outside of our wheelhouse. You know, it, it's not clear queer exploitation or, or white guy exploitation. This is black exploitation. Yeah. So. But we did the movie you chose. I think sits very firmly in our wheelhouse, so that's good. Oh yeah, because it's definitely not one of the more well-known. I mean, because when you think of black exploitation, you think of films like Shaft or you know Dolomite or you know stuff like that. Uh, Honky is not one that immediately comes to mind for a lot of people, so that's why I went with this one. Well, but with all due respect, we're honkies. Yeah. So, so I we're mean, honk- I can talk about honkies. You, you need somebody to talk about honkies. I'm your man. <laughs> so a honkies watching a black exploitation movie called Honky. How avant garde. <laughs> but before we get into that, Roy, what are you what are you excited about? You got any wrecks for us or anything this month? Oh, you you know what I'm excited about. You know what I am genuinely excited oh, about. Oh, he's way too excited about whatever's going on now. So I'm wait. No, I don't. Tell me what you're excited about. Miss Flow. Oh my God! Miss yeah. Florence Pugh is owning it. I am living for what she is doing. And honestly, I, after reading all, all of the you know the the stories of what's happened behind the scenes of Don't Worry Darling, Warner Brothers and Olivia Wilde have it coming. <laughs> um, I I absolutely loved how Florence Pugh just pwned everyone at the Venice Film Festival. With like, you know, here here you have you know Olivia Wilde. Like, yes, we're very grateful that she's taken time off from the set of of Dune Part Two. We know how difficult it is for a director to let go of someone. And here comes Florence Pugh. Like, Dune Two, what's that? I'm on vacation. Hey, I fulfilled I fulfilled my part of the contract. I appeared at the premiere, and now I'm gonna go back to my frozen cocktail. That's right. I'm gonna I'm gonna wear. <laughs> I'm over my Louis, and I'm gonna fucking own this life that you've given me. So fuck you guys. That is the best way to say fuck you. It really after is. After being like treated like shit and given a fraction of what a non-acting co-star uh, would have gotten, only because he's fucking the director. <laughs> well, and um. I saw a great tweet today, actually, um, that said I'm, the the person that typed it out was like, "I'm really thankful." Said person that tweeted it that white people have their uh, Jay Z, Beyonce, and Solange in an elevator moment now. <laughs> <laughs> but I think the perfect icing on the cake is the fact that you know here here was this movie that has just been in 
you know, development for a long time because of COVID and everything, and we've got all these bad, you know, all these bad stories happening behind the scenes between Florence Pugh and Olivia Wilde, and then of course uh, the the whole thing with uh, uh, Nut Boy, um, <laughs> and uh, you know just everything that's happened, and the question is, okay, with all of the drama that's gone on with this film, how is the final product? And the audience at the Venice Film Festival responded with a very tepid, meh. <laughs> <laughs> right. Like, mm, mm. All right. <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, that's that that's what we've waited for two and a half years for. Oh, okay, Warner Brothers, you you rest, do you. Rest support- assured, we will cover this movie on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> You'll support this film, but not Batgirl. Okay, do you, Boo Boo? Do you? Right. Right. A, a movie that was already done. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I love it. I love it. it. It's 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 so many layers of schnadenfreude. I love it. I it's actually, good. It's good, especially after all the bullshit that Warner Brothers has done already this year. This is a much-needed karma smackdown. And, uh, yeah, I'm living for it. So that's what well, I'm excited about right now. <laughs> and, and also, it would be a different... I think it would be... Because we've had our group chat is full of shit about this movie. It would have been, it would have been a different story if Flo wouldn't have come out now the way that she did. Yeah. It would just be sad. And now it's somehow oddly triumphant. Um, and I'm, and I'm loving that. I'm loving that. Um, all, all she needed to do. I mean, the gown that she wore was absolutely oh. stunning, but I would have loved it as she came out in that floral dress from midsummer just to send a point. <laughs> I don't know. I would have loved it if she took a uh, portable x-ray machine to the side of a cliff and threw it off, but that's me. <laughs> and then, of course, of, of course, the, 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 the cherry on top of it all was when she was posing for the paparazzi, she didn't pose on the carpet. She posed on a pier. Right. <laughs> away from the theater for the photos. Like, I'm not getting like, near you. Go, girl. You do it. Go. I love it. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, I I honestly didn't know you were going to go there, and I'm glad you did. I'm glad you did. I'm eating it up. I'm loving it. It's it's nice when, you know, Hollywood needs to get the smackdown it deserves, and this was definitely one of those moments that where Hollywood got the smackdown it deserved. Yes. Yes. As far as me, number one, I'm at the tail end of COVID. So that's good. That's something yes. I'm excited for. I do not uh, recommend COVID. That is not a wreck. <laughs> Getting over it, if you have it, I do recommend. Um, that means that we'll be able to do more with the uh, Patreon and things like that. I just have not been up for it. Um, yeah. And we'll talk about more of it on the second half of the the episode as well. So for those but, who have subscribed, <laughs> don't worry. Stuff's coming. <laughs> yeah, stuff's coming. Um, and, but the thing I'm actually wrecking is um, – I got that Shout Factory, the Fog 4K restoration. Oh, how is it? Oh, uh, well, I haven't watched the 4K yet because my 4K player is coming. Should be here by the end of the week. But I'm wrecking being excited for it. So I, <laughs> that's how much I want to watch this. Is I'm recommending feeling like I am right now, knowing that I'm going to watch this thing, and then I'm going to turn around and watch it on VHS, and I'll let I'll report back which way holds up better. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, I need to get my copy of the 4K for the Fog. That's that's definitely one I want to upgrade to a 4K for. Uh, there's a there's some number of movies that are getting ready to come out. 
unfortunately. We've got Poltergeist coming out. We've got uh, The Lost Boys coming out. Um, God, what else is coming out on 4K? There's just a number of stuff that I'm just excited about. Um, and um, maybe there'll be a 4K restoration now that we're talking about it for Honky. Since, maybe. Uh, and I... I do want to say this in closing for that part is uh, another big thank you to uh, HBO Warner Brothers. Um, not only did you give Flow Life this week, but you also, with all of the stuff that you canceled and are shelving and are, are, are not going to release, you forced my hand to get a 4K player now. So my physical collection is going to be huge. So, <laughs> God, if you haven't gone on Twitter and looked at some of the stuff that Roy has posted as far as the uh, his physical media collection, you should. That's oh, all God. I'm going to say. It's great. Oh, another thing I, I think we'll need to talk about also is is that uh, 15 years after you know Warner Brothers made the stupid decision of not releasing this in the theaters, Trick or Treat this year is finally oh. getting a proper theatrical release. And it's That's about cool. damn is it, a, is it a fathom? Time. Uh, no, it is actually being released in theaters as an actual theatrical release from them. That's um, awesome. So somehow they found money in the budget to do that. Uh, so, but yeah, 15 years long overdue. This is a movie that should have been released in the theaters to begin with. But I, long story short, back then they felt that there was no audience for anthology movies like this anymore so they didn't bother doing it and boy were they proven wrong when the film came out on home video and became an instant classic yeah what? Uh, yeah, okay <laughs> yeah it became an instant classic and is now a perennial next to halloween every year on halloween to watch mm. on halloween so yeah again do you boo boo do you i mean keep, keep Warner Brothers. Great decisions for us to, yes yeah all right let's talk about honky that's enough of us what about this honky you keep telling me about? So this movie came out in 1971. Um, it is a romantic what? drama black exploitation mm. film. Oh no! Um, about a interracial high school couple in the deep south. Okay. Um, it is actually a Golden Globe nominated movie. Really? All yeah. Right. It, was, it was nominated for Golden Globe for best original song for the song Something More by Quincy Jones. Okay. Okay. Um, the film stars, uh, two people that really went nowhere. Uh, Brenda Sykes, she plays the female lead in the movie. She's best known as one of, uh, JJ, uh, uh, girlfriends on Good Times. Okay. Uh, and then John Nielsen, who plays the title role of Wayne Honky Divine. Um. Well, just, no. No, that's his name. Don't get to, you don't get to hopscotch. You say that again, and you put some respect on it. His name is Wayne Honky Divine. <laughs> honky is, is his Honky is his nickname in this movie. Yes, of course it is. All right, fair enough. I'm here for it. Let's go. Um, the thing that needs to be noted, though, is that it does have two known names involved with this film. Uh, first, we have William Marshall, aka Blackula, uh, aka oh, nice. the King the king of cartoons from Wee's playhouse sure and we also have marion ross from happy days <laughs> as um her character's name is mrs divine and no she has nothing to do with, with the, the character play? divine yes no <laughs> oh i got excited um, for a second <laughs> 
But uh, we have her. We also have a, a person who's done a lot of like television, especially westerns, by the name of John Lassell is in this. Uh, he was okay. also played Doctor Peter Guthrie on Dark Shadows. Oh, really? Oh, okay. Gotcha. And gotcha. we also have Lincoln Kilpatrick as the fabulous traveling shoes. Okay. Um, <laughs> All right. That, yeah, that's his character's name. He he was in the Broadway production of Raisin in the Sun. He's done a lot of Broadway and everything, and so he's playing a character in a black exploitation film called The Fabulous Traveling Shoes. I'm I'm going to make an uh, assumption about this movie, okay. and I'm going to see if I'm correct. Did this movie get a theatrical release? It did. Okay. It did get a theatrical release. I mean, that's why it got the Golden Globe sure. nomination. But it didn't do well, uh, <laughs> needless to say. Uh, the film got mixed reviews. Uh, in fact, uh, the New York Times, when they released the review for the film, the, the very first uh, line of the review said, Honky is awful. <laughs> um, TV Guide called the film socially relevant at the time, but now just an overblown, cliched anarchism. That honky details an interracial relationship between a young man and a rich black girl. Okay, so that's the twist, right? Yeah. The okay. twist is that she's rich, he's Poe. Okay, so it's so it's not you know, guess who's coming to dinner? It's the you're 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 the the conceit of this movie is what if we turned it on its head, man? Yeah. What if that? What is that like, man? All right. What if, all right. What, if what if we had a BAP dating a poor white boy in the South? And um, his All name right. Honky. All right. All right. <laughs> and his name was Honky. And his name was Honky. <laughs> okay. I actually really want to – like I said, uh, black exploitation, while not necessarily a blind spot for me, because I have watched like Sweet Sweetback and Shaft and um, Dolomite and a lot of the Rudy Ray Moore stuff and um, – you know that type of thing. There's there's a lot of kind of the black exploitation deeper cuts that I have not seen mm-hmm. uh, that just aren't as available. Um, so I'm excited to to open this door because you know what happens when you open that door? Just 800 movies fall out of a closet on you. So I'm sure I'll be yeah. watching more. <laughs> you liked Honky? Well, let's recommend these to you. That's that's right. <laughs> All right, so you ready to dive into the world of, of early 1970s black exploitation? Heck yeah, let's go. <laughs> All right, gang, we'll be right back after we have watched the film and give you our thoughts on Honke. One look at her convinced him that black is beautiful. Two turned on today kids in love and in trouble. <laughs> Brenda Sykes, John Nielsen, her friends called him Honky. Don't wait too long, Honky. She's used to fast service. Between Sheila and her father, the generation gap was wide, as it was between Wayne and his father. Everybody wants a free ride. Nobody wants to earn his way. Soft, I tell you. It's like those marching coons. Don't use that word. 
the kilo. We're in a hurry. You had 225 dollars. Yeah, we'll do better outside. Don't live hot nuts. You are healthy-looking devils, you know that? I wondered where in the hell you were. Honey, if he's bugging you, just give me the word. No, uh, he happens to be my old man. The real reason I had to leave town was because I didn't want my parents to find out. That your girl was a nigger, right? Terror in the night. Don't want to end on um, the the. Oh, excuse me. It gave me gas. This movie gave me gas. And I don't even know what it did. <laughs> oh my god! I, I think we can officially say that we've watched out of all the films that we've watched in the past four years on this show, the most uninteresting movie ever. <laughs> we usually do not have a problem with watching interesting things. Mm-hmm. Usually, it can be we can hate it. We can love it. It can be good or bad, but it's going to be interesting. This is the first one we've watched where it was 100% uninteresting. Yeah. I mean, it was just so meh. I mean, just nothing. Yeah. Not, and the problem, see, I think the real problem for me in the whole movie is that they keep putting these two people into situations that should cause tension and drama, and it never does. Ever. There's no tension. Not e- yeah. not even the rape. There's no tension in the rape. I mean, how do you make a rape scene one of the most deplorable things that you can enact on film? How do you make a rape boring? Well, like, that takes talent. They keep <laughs> ratcheting up these experiences that they're having together that are absolutely there's, – there's no stakes. No buy-in. No. Nothing happens. They go defraud a bank of money. Right, because they want to buy so a, a kilo of marijuana, you expect something to happen. Something in the dynamic of rich person of color with poor white guy, right? Especially like, the musical score that was going on during that scene. The you know, the, the Quincy Jones suspense music. Yeah, and nothing. No, you're supposed to feel like they're going to get denied some or, or, or something, or and and they don't. Just walks out with the money. Mm-hmm. Then they go to the pimp, the Arkansas pimp, at the weirdest strip God. club I've ever seen in my entire life. That was the weirdest strip number I've ever seen. It's just like, I, usually I I, under, I I understand when you know drag queens will rip their wig off during a performance, but when you're a stripper and you strip down to your pasties and then end the whole whole and not it's not even a burlesque number she yeah. just suddenly is like she's got these weird place pasties which tells me a lot about her breasts <laughs> and then she rips her wig off giving us the full lieutenant ilea and i'm like did that just happen <laughs> yeah like oh, are you undercover dora malaje from the black panther movies <laughs> What is happening here? Like, 
but she sits down with this and you expect there to be this tension in there right there they went to they went to this pimp to try to sell these drugs or buy them which one was it god i don't even buy know. the drugs yeah okay they went to go buy the drugs and i'm trying to figure out how they got in the club because even though they look like they're there in their 30s because the actors playing the, these characters <laughs> are probably in their 30s they're supposed to be high school students yeah but this guy who's supposed to be this badass pimp, like sweet, mm-hmm. sweet back level badass, right? Hands her a business card. Yeah, it's like Raj from What's Happening, you know, <laughs> as a pimp. Yeah, it's Christian Bale from American Psycho. It's like, <laughs> call me if you need a job. You know what I mean, a job. And that was like it. Like, there was no, like, guns pulled or knives under the table or anything that would lead you to – be tense there was no tension whatsoever the the tension was in that wig that's why she took it off (laughs) and they just walked in and walked out and nobody was nobody like did anything with that the Mm -hmm. tension in the family scenes was non-existent no poor marion ross you know i mean (laughs) if there was anybody that i felt bad for in this movie it was actually two people one was marion ross and then the king of cartoons blackula because he, he fortunately was only in the movie for a brief period of time. She had more screen time than he did, but you could tell that he was like, you know what? I got a bill to pay. I, I, I I'm just here to collect my ch- paycheck and leave. Marion Ross was trying, and <laughs> she was acting. Same, capital yeah, A. She, 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 she was acting with italicis. Uh, you know, at the same time, she's thinking, thank God for love, American style and happy days to come around to take me away from films like Honky. Holy, just oh, and then, and then it, it, you get to the they, so they escape the ta- like, oh, also the bus station. The oh, bus she, station was supposed to be station. tense and it wasn't where she's like, getting hit upon by. um God, I forgot his name, but he had a name that a soldier would not go by. Was it like Cookie or something yeah, like that? Yeah, something know. like that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I see what you. I see what's going on here. And he's the soldier's like, no, I'm not. I'm just talking to her. Like mm-hmm. nothing is oh, happening. This is, this is my old man. Oh, I see. Well, you have a good trip. Yes. <laughs> this is the politest. Um black exploitation thriller I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> Everyone in the movie is very polite. The 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 closest it, it gets to like uh, guess who's coming to dinner is when uh, uh, uh what's the guy's name? The the main guy. The Honky, that's his name. The, okay, Honky. let's just Honky's dad. Honky's dad gets mad because he wants to get wheels for the car, but he lied about it and then he took the car. And he's like, I'll take the keys. That'll show him. Like, this Family Ties? Are we watching Family Ties with a rape? Is that what's happening right now? <laughs> oh, and you could tell that he is a bad father because when we cut to the family scene where they're watching television and he's spewing out all of the racist comments. And he's like, don't say that. And Marion Ross is like, oh, he's just being your father. <laughs> and again, that's as much tension as you get. Yeah, that's it. There's no like fist fights between dad and the honky honky dad and honky son. There's yeah, no the, for the first 30 minutes before we even get to the plot about, uh, you know, going to go get the money to to sell the drugs. We get this frame of these two 
kids in high school who are fucking hippies. Right. Who are basically, you know, like, we saw a hair and now we want to be like that. Yeah. You know, you just wait, you just wait, especially the scene when they're in the park. I'm oh, waiting God. for Dawn of the Age of Aquarius to start Right, incense, peppermints. Shut up. <laughs> especially when they're chastising that kid who's like chucking rocks at the duck. And, <laughs> and she's just like. It's every, are these your ducks? They're everybody's ducks, everybody's man. Everybody's man. Oh, don't throw the ducks at them, man. Uh, I'm like, oh, shut up, you fucking hippie. I <laughs> listen. I'm I'm as hippie-ish as they come, but you, those hippies need to shut the fuck up. That's I, beca- what... I, I suddenly became a boomer at that right? point. Like, shut up, hippie. Get a job, stupid hippies. <laughs> Why should and... you give him money, man? The the guy that was panhandling, yes. like he's on his own trip now, man. It was, it's like. It, it it would be if if Blazing Saddles was a hippie movie, the te- the dialogue in that scene would be in it. Yes, it's just like, but she's he's getting to go to San Francisco, man. He's going to California. He's doing his own thing. He's good. <laughs> is that where they got the idea to go? I guess I don't know. They never really made they it clear. Never, is there a different version of this movie that makes literally any sense whatsoever? And I can't understand the attraction to Honky also because um, this guy was not attractive. He was the opposite of attractive. There were not very many attractive people in this entire movie. This man made Fish Boy from uh, uh, from uh, that roller disco movie that we saw. Uh, <laughs> Skate Town? Skate Town USA. This guy made Fish Boy look handsome. Anyone in this movie, especially Honky, could be swapped into Permutos and nobody would bat it up. Oh, exactly. That's, yeah. But and it just it's, it's just it's and then, you know, they they have all the chemistry of water and acid. Basically, <laughs> right. and there's no chemistry between them whatsoever. And, and, and if there was a moment in the film that solidifies the fact that they have absolutely zero chemistry with oh each God. other. Oh it God. was the sex scene. Oh no, no, it's a bad. It was bad. Mm-hmm. It was a bad scene. No one will be seated during the scene where he tries to take off his boot. <laughs> I mean, we did get boobies, so that's immediate points for me. You know how I am, but. <laughs> Like, it was the most boring. God. Like well, honestly, every... I, I think the boobies were added in there so that way it could elevate itself from a uh, Saturday, after, not, not Saturday, an but after a, school an, special. an ABC after school special. Yeah. That's what this was like. Yeah, it was. And it was so boring that mm-hmm. I lost I lost the plot. Like, because you, oh, in I a did normal too. movie... There are points of, like, conflict and tension to drive it, right? I know that they were in school. I know that she pitched the idea of buying this weed in detention and selling it and using that money to go to leave, right? Yeah, using it to move to California, yeah. And then I know they went to the – I know they went and got the money from the bank. They defrauded the bank for the money, and then they went and bought the weed. And then something happened, and I don't – I honestly don't know what. 
so I, I'm lost here, where something happened with the pimp or the drug sale and it went bad and they had to cut out of town. They had to leave, right? Not not only that, but they went to go buy beer for the party when they got interrupted from the sex and the beer spilled all over in the back seat. Oh, where am I going to – oh, no one will remain seated for the where is my quart of beer. You don't think they're going to miss a quart of beer? Who's – what? What kind of measurement mm-hmm. is that? No, no one will remain seated for the five to ten minute conversation about how much a quart of beer is. I'm missing a quart of beer. You need to go get some. Well, we'll get it from my dad's house. He won't miss a – they said quart of beer probably 17 times on mm-hmm. that car ride. And I'm like, no, come on. That's not – no. Um, okay, so go on. They went to get the beer. I'm trying to figure out where I am in the story. Well, the, the, there was that um, couple that uh, Honky met up with, with the person that you called Proto-Karen. Oh, right, right. And all of a sudden, out of nowhere, there's this drag race. For no reason whatsoever. And it was the most boring drag race I've ever seen in my entire life. <laughs> what did that serve a purpose? No, it served no filler. That's what the purpose was. It it was filler. I mean pure filler. Proto Karen was acting for all she was worth on that car, driving him to the Yes. Uh, driving him to the bus station. That's the only thing that I know that um, that caused any kind of real drama in the entire movie until the end when there was some leading up to the rape. But it was just like I, I, we just keep saying that, but it was such a non thing. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Okay, keep going. Keep going. Uh, they, they so went to so, get the so there was there was that. Oh, and there was, there was. Let's not forget the best friend, the bitch best friend of um, the black girl, the rich black girl. Who um, I said what I bet she's the sister of the lesbian from Revealer. Oh right, right, yes, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. The moral high ground, basically, of the film that's in the film for all of two minutes. That's <laughs> like the the scene when the school's having the fire drill and they stay behind and she comes in and she's just like, "Don't you, don't you believe in fire drills?" And she's like, "Yeah, he's the before <laughs> and I'm the after." <laughs> Horrible joke. Like, what was that? That was an odd, like, oh, God, yeah. And then, I mean, yeah, something happened where the drug thing went th- went, went bad. I, I still, I don't understand what happened there. But they suddenly had to flee. And they get into this podunk town after having a fight. And apparently the town that they go to is Jim Crowville, USA. They're definitely, they're hitching across the country, mm-hmm. right? Isn't that's essentially isn't that what they're doing? And the they're guys hitching across the country. Are, yep. And it's and, rednecks in the in the mm-hmm. souped up uh, like charger or whatever. OK, I'm with you. I know where we are. The two guys who is um, who feels that uh, hee haw is intelligence. <laughs> right. Right. Hee haw is, 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 is high cinema for these two. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's their Ben Hur is hee haw. Um, anyway, <laughs> So they decide, you know, no, we don't trust going with these people. And so they decide to come back around because somehow they they stole the the girl's purse. She drops it when they run. Mm-hmm. So they run to the so they're at a gas station. They get let out from their previous ride at this gas station in, in Nowheresville, man. And these guys pull up because they're hitching a ride and they decide it's probably not a good idea to go with them. 
So they're like, no, we're okay. And they get mad. They took offense. Yeah, they got real mad. They were drunk, I guess, and they were real mad. And they they peeled out and drove off. And then they came back, and she dropped her purse, and they went running to hide behind the gas station. Mm -hmm. So that's where they grabbed her purse. By by the way, one of them looked like an alcoholic, Roy Orbison. 100%. Yeah. 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 Uh, so yeah, they so they chase after them. Um, I don't even remember what happened to Honky. I don't know if he like slipped and fell or whatever. All I know is is that he's like laying on the ground and in, in a daze for some reason, and she's getting raped. Right. And I mean, fortunately, they had the right sense of not showing us the rape. It's just like blink and you miss it segments of the rape. Yeah, he it's like sub- through the trees and like mm-hmm. all kinds of stuff. Yeah. Somehow he saves her. I don't remember how. I I honestly absolutely do not remember no. how um she is saved. And then the film just ends. Yeah. It just ends. They have a fight before it all goes down where it's the only th- it's the only time that it's really acknowledged that they're in a in an interracial relationship, where he's like, "I'm I, I'm sad to admit that I'm ashamed, you know, I'm ashamed to tell my parents, whatever, blah blah blah." And then all hell breaks loose, and then the movie ends. There's no, mm-hmm. nothing else happens. There's no resolution, no nothing. It's just like I saved you somehow. The end. Right, the white savior, <laughs> and that's it. The end. And the thing is, is that. The one thing that disgusts me the most about this film is how they wasted the talent of Quincy Jones for this film. Because you can't tell it's a Quincy Jones score until you get to the bank heist scene. The rest of it is more like... Yeah, there's like... It's like funk, but with like like mouth harps. Yes, lots of mouth harps. There's a lot of mouth harps in in the soundtrack for this film. And the thing is, is the soundtrack for this film got nominated for a Golden Globe for best original song. Was it the the score for the bank heist? No, it was a song. No, it was a song. That uh, damn song that kept playing through the movie. Yeah. So the only thing I could think of is the only reason why they nominated this for a Golden Globe was because the Hollywood Foreign Press wanted to hang out with Quincy Jones. Right. (laughs) I think that's probably it. Oh, my God. This movie was bad, Roy. I, I, I cannot cannot recommend this no. movie enough Do i not mean, watch it. <laughs> it i mean it's floating online avoid it let let it float like the turd it is there's Don't no point time. it there's, is a waste of time like it really we have told you to watch permutos we have told you to watch the worst shit imaginable mm-hmm. because at least it's interesting bad shit this is just nothing mm-hmm. yeah it's like they. It's like the filmmaker wanted to make this film where the statement was that even though the Jim Crow laws were dead, they were still alive and well in the South unofficially. But instead, came up with, what if this story was told on Little House of the Prairie? Yeah. What if? What if there was an interracial relationship where we flipped it on its head, and nobody cared? Yeah. In, until until the last five minutes of the film. That's mm-hmm. what the movie is. It's just... Oh, and then there's the random slut-shaming at the beginning of the film when uh, 
when the 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 quote unquote I don't even know if they were friends or what, but Just when like that one mates, yeah, I don't. Yeah, when that one girl warns Honky about you better watch out. She likes her men fast and easy. Right. I'm like, and then we don't see them ever again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't don't watch the movie, guys. That's oh, all I'm gonna say. If there's avoid we Honky. did it for you on this one. Yeah. So you can. So it's safe to say that we have now like found our new king of the worst film we've watched on this show with honky i would agree yeah it, it's yeah. gonna push everything else kind of out of there yeah i have to agree too this was the worst thing i've watched at least at least with the other worst films we could watch them even like even in horror that we were watching them and and be entertained by how bad they you know what i mean like at least we were doing it this one is just not yeah, nothing entertaining about it whatsoever, nothing redeemable. And uh, if this somehow does get a restoration on home video, I'm going to ask why. Who, who, who really asked for this film? Because I have questions for them. Right, right. I'm in agreement with that. Okay, yeah, so I, I think we should put a pin on that one. Yeah. Um, so that leads us to, to October, Roy. Yes, we got lots of fun stuff planned for October. First and foremost, let's talk before we get to what we got to October. Let's talk about our Patreon that's yeah. been resurrected. Uh, Patreon.com forward slash Cult Cinema Catacombs uh, plans are three dollars a month or five dollars a month. The difference between the two is is that with the three dollars a month, of course, you get the extra stuff that we are producing just for the Patreon. In fact, we have a riff that is now currently available of um, riffing of a. Uh, propaganda short from the 1940s it's now in the public domain from Disney uh, called Health for the Americas where essentially the whole thing was just this animated short that was shown in theaters in Mexico and Central America that was telling the citizens of Mexico and Central America don't shit in your cornfield <laughs> that's all it is and I'm like you've got to be kidding me and it gets as racist as you could think for something from the 1940s. Uh, so I'm like, oh, I got to point out just how bad this is. So that, that's our first thing that's on there. Getting ready to be released soon will be our full run commentary on the Ed Wood quote unquote classic Glenn or Glenda. Yes. So you'll watch Glenn or Glenda with us talking about it the entire time. And then for October, we're going to do a full-fledged commentary as well on the 1986 Rock and Roll is Evil horror film, Trick or Treat. Yeah, baby. Um, if, which, if you've, if you've never seen this thing, this thing is outrageously corny, but so damn fun. <laughs> um, I mean, you, could, <laughs> you could tell that Gene Simmons and Ozzy Osbourne knew what they were getting themselves into when they made this thing. Uh, especially when you have the main villain who's like the ghost of this rock and roll god who's seeking vengeance. The fact that he's played by one of the Solid Gold dancers from Solid Gold tells you how fabulous this villain is. Sure. Yeah. So we'll do a full-on commentary for that. So, yeah, go sign up for our Patreon. It's going to be a lot of fun. We got a lot of stuff planned for, but that's just some of the stuff that we have come to an agreement that we're going to do so far on the Patreon. Uh, so we have that going. And then for the month of October, since it's Halloween and it's our fourth year, we're going to be doing 
three films again, like we did in Mm -hmm. uh, July. Because both Andy and I have become the recipients of a film that we haven't even taken the cellophane off of the cover for yet. yet. I won't do it yet. Because we've decided to wait until October hits to watch this. Right. Uh, We are both mega fans of the WNUF Halloween special. so good. It's so good. That film is so much fun. If you've never seen it, you need to seek it out. It's an absolute blast. Uh, it's it's a, not only a parody of found footage movies, and it's a good found footage movie on yeah. top of it as well, but it's also a great parody of 1980s local UHF yeah. um, <laughs> bad television programming that they used to have in the 80s yeah, for your local television station you during watched- Halloween. If you ever watched like the the nightly news, your local nightly news, and you didn't live in like New York or Chicago or L.A., like you lived in middle of Texas, Boise. middle of Ohio, wherever it was, Nebraska, still, Nebraska, <laughs> Iowa, Tennessee, Indiana, you will enjoy this. You will enjoy the commercials that they invent. It's so inc- it's so creative and so inventive. Yes, and, and thank God that the filmmakers of this movie realized how beloved this film is because they've gifted us with a sequel. Cannot wait. And this sequel is a, a send-up and a loving tribute to the early 90s VHS culture. Yes. So... Yes. Andy and I both got copies of this thing because we had to. Right. And we both kind of made this like silent agreement to not watch it until <laughs> October. I was hoping we would do it for the show, honestly. Yeah. But and, I, was, well, I was waiting. It was going to be a, a, a true spooky season treat yeah. that I was holding out for myself. So so we are going to be uh, – we both came into an agreement to do – uh, the sequel to the WNUF Halloween special, which, um, God, it's like this long-ass title. I, I can't even remember. Yeah, it's like the the w, oh. the w Halloween Super Megatape something. Oh, I have it, yeah. The Out There Halloween Megatape is what yeah. it's called. Uh, so, yeah, I just grabbed my copy off of my shelf there. So, yeah, that's what it's called. So I can't wait to watch this. No. Um. And then, of course, Andy has a pick for October, and I have a pick for October. This year for Halloween, I decided to go with something we haven't watched in a while. Okay. And that is a video nasty. Uh Uh-oh. Yeah. Uh Uh-oh. And I am going with a notorious video nasty, actually. Um, this one, when it comes to movies that are on the list of video nasties, there, there are certain ones that really check off the box for it. And when, and if you've never seen this movie, when you watch it, you'll understand why this thing wound up on the video nasty list and the film celebrates its 40th anniversary this year. Okay. So for Halloween, we're going to watch the 1982 uh, made in the UK science fiction horror film, Extro. Really? Yes. All right. Are you All familiar right. with this? I am. Yes, I am. I am familiar with Extro. Now, that being said, it's been 
God damn, I don't even know how many years since I've even thought about Extro. But yes, <laughs> I am familiar with Extro. Because yeah, I actually revisited it uh, last year, actually, because I saw it floating online. I'm like, God, I haven't thought of this movie in years. And I you know, was, was looking at the information of it, saw it was a video nasty. I rewatched it, and I'm like, okay, I see why this thing's a video nasty. <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Christ. Uh, there was a number of times throughout the movie where I was going, Jesus Christ, did that just happen? <laughs> Um, so yes, so that, that is my pick in the next episode, you'll get to hear what Andy's pick is, but Andy's pick is actually something very unique because he didn't actually pick it. His doctor picked it. My therapist Uh, picked it. (laughs) My therapist. So so that this movie, that's unique. That's, that's precious. We've never done a therapist picked movie before. So this is going to be great. (laughs) All right, gang, thank you very much for listening to this episode. Again, check out our Patreon at patreon.com forward slash cult cinema catacombs. Sign up for the fun that we're going to have there. And we will see you all on the next episode. On the talk- flip side. <laughs> on the flip side, where we talk about Buddha Tang. God, it's so good. Okay, let's, yeah, yeah, we're, go go listen to that one, too, more than this one, because this one was just boring. <laughs> we got we got stuff to say about Buddha Tang. Yes. All right, gang, talk to you all later.